Yo, today's QOD is to be creative, you have to do something. Here we go. Welcome back to the Quarter of the Day Show. I'm your host, Sean Croxton of SeanCroxton.com. We got Sir Ken Robinson on the show today, and today he's talking about the power of your imagination. I was talking to my Money Mind Academy of students about this last week, that, that everything you see around you, I mean, look around you right now. Everything you see, every object, every product, the, the seat you're, you're sitting on, the car you're driving, the desk you're sitting at, the, the, the paint on the walls, the books around you, like every single thing around you came out of somebody's imagination. Like that thing was not here before. The first place it was was in somebody's imagination. Somebody was like walking around one day or sitting down there like, oh, that sounds like a really good idea. And instead of just thinking of it and never doing anything with it, never truly creating it, they created it. They did it. And they went through the process of the manufacturing and stuff. Then they went through the process of like marketing and sales. And it might have taken a little while, but finally they brought it to market and they got it into a big store or whatever it is. But it took time. But the beginning of it was somebody's imagination. And you can do that, too. So what Ken Robinson is going to do today is show you the difference between imagination and creativity. Here's Ken. Now, if you think of it, there is no reason for Las Vegas to be there, is there? (laughs) To be where it is. If you were planning a city, you wouldn't think of the desert, you know, four miles drive from nowhere. Um, You know, there's a reason that Seattle is here. You know, it's in this kind of extraordinary delta, um, an archipelago. There's a reason Los Angeles is where it is. There's a reason New York is where it is. I'm from Liverpool. It's a natural harbour. There's a reason. There is no reason for LA, uh, for Vegas to be there. It's the most hostile conceivable environment for human habitation. It's a desert. There's no natural water supply for hundreds of miles. The only reason that Las Vegas is there is because it exemplifies and has grown, by the way, exponentially. It's one of the fastest-growing cities in the country. But the only reason it's there is because it exemplifies a capacity that only human beings possess. Uh, Things happen in Las Vegas that only human beings do. Um, I know, I I didn't really mean to say it like that, but, you know... (laughs) I mean, I don't mean pole dancing, for example. I mean, although it is true that other species do not pole dance. Isn't that true? (laughs) That is also uniquely human. Uh, Dogs do not pole dance. They don't, actually. And you can't train them to do it either. (laughs) Trust me. (laughs) Trust me, it's a waste of a weekend, honestly. Uh, Actually, we don't have a dog. Now. (laughs) Got rid of the dog. Now, what I mean is the power of imagination. Uh, Las Vegas was a conception, and it's become compulsive for many people, but it's 
an ideas place. It's a place that has been made possible and overcome every natural disadvantage because people are sucked into this vortex of imagination and fantasy and possibility. Now, I don't ask you to approve of the idea of Las Vegas uh, or what goes on there, though you may, um, but simply to recognize that it represents this extraordinary human capacity. In fact, everything that's distinctive about human culture, and most things aren't, but everything that is, I believe we owe to this power of imagination. Let me say what I mean by it. What I mean by imagination is the power to bring to mind things that aren't present to our senses, the ability to step outside the moment, to step outside the sensory environment that we occupy and see in the mind's eye forward and backwards and away and beyond. Once you have that power, um, you have access not just to the present, but to the past. And not just to any past, but to multiple possible versions of the past. I mean, history is such a contested discipline because the past is not a settled place. It's a contested place. Um, the contest in history is not over facts necessarily, but over what they mean, over interpretation, over context, um, over nuance. And imagination brings that to us. But it also gives us an infinite number of possible futures. We can dwell into the future, not any future, but multiple possible futures. I mean, the past isn't settled and the future isn't still. It's a gift to us if we want to take it. And this seems to me to be critically important because we spend most of our time suppressing this power of imagination or disapproving of it um, or disparaging it. You know, referring to it only imaginative, or it's all imaginary, it's only in your imagination. Now, I have a big interest in creativity, and you, you famously do, but creativity is not the same thing, in my view, as imagination. It's a step on, because you could be imaginative all day long and never do anything. You know, um, you could just lie in bed all day in your imagination. You would never describe somebody as creative who never did anything. To be creative, you have to do something. It's a practical process of bringing something into being. And to that extent, once you recognize that creativity is a transitive process, it means that you can facilitate it and teach it and make it possible. But as soon as you recognize, too, that it has its roots in imagination, it means that everybody is capable of it. And this is something I just want to get to in just a minute. So I think of creativity as the process of having original ideas that have value. Or you could say it's applied imagination. And I think it's of critical importance now, not to our well-being only, though it is for that, but to our survival. Because this power of imagination has brought this species to a brink. And, I mean, if we had never been on the Earth, the rest of the planet probably would have got on quite nicely without us. Uh, but we have brought things to a pass through this restless power of possibility and we'll only deal with it by not abandoning it or forsaking it or crushing it, but by facilitating it and growing it. And I say this because, in my experience, most adults have no confidence in their own creativity. Uh, most people think they're not creative at all, in my experience. They think other people are creative and, and they're not. I don't say that's true of you. You are Microsoft, you know. Uh, but ask a cross-section of people at your next dinner party how creative they believe themselves to be and i think you'll be depressed by what people tell you
And yet all children think they are wonderfully creative up until a certain point. And the book, this, The Element, this extraordinary work, <laughs> which I cannot recommend too highly, frankly, honestly, you would be a fool not to read this book, um, is about some of this. What has struck me is this, that most people that I know, um, not all, but very many people, just as one indicator of this, for example, don't enjoy the work they do. I don't say that's true of you, uh, you probably love it. But an awful lot of people don't enjoy the work they do, and, and they also don't think they have any special ability to do anything much else, often. But they just get on with it, they endure it, rather than enjoy it. But I also meet people who love what they do, and couldn't imagine doing anything else. You know, if you were to say to them, look, don't do that anymore, they would be astonished and say, well, I don't know what you mean. I mean, this is not what I do, this is who I am. You know, why would I not do this? You know, that would be ridiculous. In a way, what they do defines them. They feel at their most authentic when they do it. I mean, the common expression we use for it is they're in their element. And I have been struck by this for as long as I can remember. remember. And what interests me and what the book is about is what makes the difference? Why do some people have that experience and some don't? And what difference does it make when that happens to you? Uh, when you find this way of living that helps to define who you really are. All right, that was Sir Ken Robinson. His website is SirKenRobinson.com. You can watch today's entire talk on that YouTube. It is called The Element, How Finding Your Passion Creates everything. All right, that is it for me. Please follow me on Instagram at Sean Croxton and leave a rating and or review for the show on Apple Podcasts as well as Spotify. And I will see you tomorrow. I'm out. Peace.